Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the wonderful, sultry voice of at Marcus underscore Mosher coming off of a fiery week six. I don't know if I'd call it fiery. Actually, it's really terrible offensive football. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. We survived week six, which was the wonky week of the, the NFL season where you had just upsets galore, bad quarterback play, low scoring games. I think I saw the stat today. There was seven teams in the NFL that won on Sunday, scored 20 or fewer points. Yeah. I, you know, I wonder a passer rating is a very imperfect stat, but it'd be interesting just to see what the aggregate passer rating was amongst all quarterbacks in week six, because I have a feeling it's uh Really not good. Well, I think I saw the number today. There was only four quarterbacks that had a QBR, which is ESPN's kind of passer rating stat, right? Over fifty this week. Yeah. So uh, I have some thoughts on why we're seeing that. I thought if we uh, do a uh, one of Marcus's hate watch Thursday night football post podcast, we could uh, talk a little football theory. It's sure. been a while since we did a little uh, football theory and what it's headed commonly known as NFL 2028. That's what I like to call it, where we headed. Uh, that said, um, we've got some power rankings to do. We're getting to it a little bit later than uh, normal, so let's get right to it. We'll start with our cruddy teams. Marcus built us a board. Uh, I always enjoy seeing the various graphics that he uses when he can't find the one he wants. Um, it looks like the Giants are extra patriotic there at 29. Is that a red stripe yeah, they've got going? Yeah. That's the kind of the helmets they wore on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, pretty neato. Okay, kind of. All right, so uh, number 32, I've got the Carolina Panthers. They actually got out to a 14 nothing lead on Miami, like in the first quarter, and then their secondary uh, fell apart, it looked like, in that game. Marcus, I still think they're the worst team in the league. The Broncos uh, almost ditto there. Uh, yeah, for a second, it was a one-score game against Kansas City, and Marcus is trying to sell me that, hey, the Broncos still have a chance. Like, no. <laughs> Not really. And then the Bears at 30. They did. Uh, Justin Fields getting hurt uh, in the game against the Vikings. The game Chicago could have won. Uh, any issues here? Any things you've noticed about what I think are the three worst teams in the league? No. What's nice is I'm not going to have to change this graphic very often over the next month. So I appreciate <laughs> you just leaving those three teams there. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Giants at 29, man, had every chance to win the game. I'm not saying they deserve to win. Uh, it's a really interesting game with Brian Dable and, of course, Tyrod Taylor's uh, history in Buffalo. And I, I got to give a lot of props to the Giants' defense here. I they they played the best game they played all season mm -hmm. for sure, and they kept that team in the game. 
Yeah, he did. I wonder how much longer they're going to stick with Tyrod Taylor. It's not like the offense was great with Tyrod, but it did seem like it moved a little bit better. There wasn't so many negative plays. I don't know. The Giants are in a weird spot right now because they've got a quarterback whose contract doesn't really kick in till next year, but there's just no way you can go back to Daniel Jones in 2024. Yeah. And I love the running plays the Giants ran with yep. the count, uh, the uh, trap plays and the wham blocks where the, the tackle pulls and then comes down and, and hits the lineman in the hole or the linebacker in the hole and uh, just straight up old school running plays. And they kept hitting that well again and again, it was fun to watch. Uh, New England, not fun to watch at all at 28. I, I don't even know what to say about them right now. Mac Jones taken out of the game, then put back in the game. And similarly, or uh, in terms of poor quarterback play, I, I, I'm really rooting for Josh Dobbs, but I watched, unfortunately, mm. just about every play of this Rams game. Uh, I quit. I gave up with about five plays to go, and the most significant thing in the game happened <laughs> with two plays to go when the Rams lost their stud running back. Yeah. Uh, to injury but uh, Josh Dobbs they've got to get better quarterback play and then you look at Tennessee it's the same thing and now Ryan Tannehill's going on IR so three teams in a row here with different kinds of quarterback problems but quarterback problems nonetheless we should also mention Green Bay at number 25 who also has a quarterback problem right now with Jordan Love not playing well I, I got a question for you if our friends at Bet Online gave you 10 to 1 odds that one of these eight teams was going to make the playoffs you get the whole the whole field here would you take it well hypothetically speaking if bet online was a sponsor and they did odds like that <laughs> and i'm just spitballing here uh no i i you know 10 to 1 you, the entire field all you need is one of these teams to get on a run and make the playoffs oh cookies and cream i mean who's got the best chance i honestly probably green bay for me just because the, the NFC yeah, doesn't have a lot yes. of that. Yeah. What do you think? I think I'd pass. I don't trust any <laughs> of these teams enough. Oh, I didn't know I had the option to walk. Yeah, I'm away. saying I, you, you have it's 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 ten to one on Bet Online. Are you betting on it? That's always great when your co co host asks a question, right? And you you think, well, he he wants to elicit an interesting answer, so you try to give it. He goes, You could have just passed. Well, that's what I said. I <laughs> I, I asked you the question. Would you bet on it if it's 10 to 1 and you get all these teams to make the playoffs? Troy. Yeah, Joe. Who do you think is going to win this game? You know, I'm going to pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Troy saying that, though. So that's probably a good example. Let's go to the next group of teams. You bet. You bet. All right. So uh, I've got Minnesota at 24. Uh, They looked pretty poor against Chicago. Everything's a struggle for this team right now. Justin Fields left that game pretty early, I think. Marcus, was it second quarter? That he yeah, got hurt really. in that game somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. The, the weekend's a little bit of a blur with me. I'm not gonna not gonna lie, uh, but uh, everything's a struggle. Justin Jefferson's been hurt. I don't really trust this team to to rebound. And I've got the Raiders right ahead of them at 23, and the Falcons at 22. And with all three of these teams, the Vikings, the Raiders, and the Falcons, I talk about trust because I just I don't think any one of these teams can string together enough consistent performances to make the playoffs, even in a year where it seems like we don't have very good teams. The Raiders offense can't get out of its own way. And with Atlanta, I know you pointed out some coaching uh, this past weekend, but I, at this point, I can't see any one of these three teams making a run. No, the, the Raiders haven't scored more than 19 points on offense in any game this year. And now they could be on their third different starting quarterback in week seven, by the way, we're going to probably get Tyson Bagent 
and Aiden O'Connell next week against one another. What what a fun week seven game, Elliot. Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Aiden O'Connell play a little bit. I enjoyed watching him in the preseason. I think it was against the Rams. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter. I, I I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know what to make of Atlanta. Excuse me, but I I just don't trust that they're going to emerge from even in a very weak division. I thought early in the year they might be the team, but I'm they needed to win that game. Sunday against the commanders hands down who, by the way, are team number 21 on the, can I just, I'm going to read you the, some of the quarterbacks that are on this list from numbers 23 to 20. You you could potentially have this week, Aiden O'Connell, Tyson Bagnett, I believe is how you say his name, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Gardner Minshew. It's we, we just do not have good quarterback play in the middle of the NFL at all right now. Living in rough times. Uh, Washington, you know, one week they look, you know, really, really good. The next week they look horrible. Then they get a little middling win here at Atlanta. It's tough tough to know what to make of that team. And for all the talk about their defensive front, I, I still need to see more consistency from Washington defensively, really, to, to move them higher. It's not all about Sam Howell. You mentioned Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson, the reports out that he was out for the year, uh, that he's going to require soldier, shoulder surgery. That's always hard for me to say. Um, on that note, though, I, I do think Gardner Minshew's had some nice moments, and I want to point out that uh, in terms of quarterback injuries, my team at number 19, the Rams, I think there are a lot of people that are wondering if Matt Stafford was done uh, with the elbow injury, the way things went last year. If you haven't had a chance to watch the Rams this year, I'm not saying they're a super exciting team, but by and large, Matt Stafford is playing at a pretty good level and he still has good arm strength. He always had mm-hmm. kind of one of those rubber band arms. I always thought he was one of the top five quarterback talents in the NFL. Um, I don't think he's done. I think he's got some some left in the tank. I think Puka Nakua might have saved his career a little bit. Now he's got not just Cooper Cup that he can trust, but he's also got Nakua. And Tutu Atwell started to make a little bit of plays. Like last year, they were just – it was Cooper Cup, and that was the only guy that he could trust. Now he actually has other weapons on this offense. Uh, Losing Williams from the tailback spot. Man, that hurts. He ran for – what was that, 158 yards? Mm -hmm. Uh, He was was running hard in that game. They really had the run game going – uh, we will see what happens with the Rams offense with basically their third running back in there uh, at Tampa Bay. We need to see what's going to happen with their offense. They're my number 18 team uh, and ditto the Saints at 17. The Saints really struggled uh, down in Houston. They lost a game to what's now a pesky Texans team. Where's the Bucks? They rolled out the, the creamsicle uniforms. They had the logo helmet in the middle of the field, which looked stellar. Uh, the team was tweeting it out. Everybody was excited about the Bucks. And they kind of laid an egg offensively against Detroit, Tampa, New Orleans. I have New Orleans over Tampa here, even though Tampa beat them uh, because they were so bad against Detroit. Of these eight teams, which offense do you trust the most in a big game? I'm going to go the Rams uh, because of the quarterback play, uh, because Nakua's emergence, because Cooper Cup's one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, the Rams' offensive line is a concern, That's, uh, it's a, it's but a I think quarterback pl- quarterback play is, is a, is a big one. And I, I think Baker by and large has played well this year. And I still think Derek Carr can play, but I would rather have Stafford than any of them. I, I don't disagree. I, I think the offense is at least going to keep them competitive 
in most games. They're going to go up against some teams that are just going to overwhelm them talent-wise on both sides of the ball. But Stafford, healthy, playing well. So I, I don't disagree. Let's get Not to, to mention, your, look at the head coaches here, too. You're talking about the offensive side of the ball. Give me yeah. the ramps. Uh, go ahead. Next group of teams. Well, Pittsburgh at 16, which I feel like I should just put Pittsburgh at 16, and this will just be like season tickets for them. And I'll just every week, I'll just rank one through 15 and 17 through 32 and call it a day because this is where Pittsburgh belongs uh, every week. They're coming off of a bye. I was telling Marcus on the phone with they are a veteran team, they have some older players. A buy at this part of the season is not such a bad thing. It's not like the Steelers were on some great run of great football and you didn't want to have a buy. That might have been, by the way, what happened to Tampa. I should add, Marcus, starting three and one, having that buy coming out flat. Uh, Cincinnati at 15, a lot of problems on offense for them, but they, they, they got out of it a little bit against yeah. Seattle. But I was following your Twitter uh, during the game. You were not as pro Bengals. So what do you no. think about them at 15? I think the Bengals believe that once Joe Burrow is 100% healthy coming out of the spy, that everything is going to be fine. I just couldn't disagree with this more. They look so slow on offense. They, they can't run the ball at all. They are by far the, 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 the team that has the fewest big plays after six games. And there's some teams that only played five games that have 10 more big plays than they do. Their next two games are at San Francisco, at Buffalo. I think this could get ugly for Cincinnati really quickly, unless that offense just gets a whole lot better. I think the most interesting section of the rankings might be here, 11 through 14. You have four teams that I think are potential playoff teams. uh, And obviously there's 14 playoff teams, but they're all in the AFC here. In fact, I've got to run this entire, you know, this entire board. I was just about to ask you that. All, All eight of these teams are in the AFC. So I've got the Jets at 14, the Chargers at 13, the Texans at 12, the Browns at 11. Let's just start with those. The Jets got a big win against Philadelphia. The Jets can beat anybody if they just get adequate quarterback play. They've got the running backs. They've got the defense. I'm still a little bit on the fence about Robert Sala. Uh, I, 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 I need more time. Uh, but you you can't trust Zach Wilson. And, you know, you, we looked at the Chargers last night. Uh, you you can't really trust that Charger offense right now either. So you've got the Jets at 14 and the Browns at 11. It's funny that both of those teams got home wins as big underdogs. But from those two teams, they, they both play you know a defensive brand of football. Which defensive unit do you trust more to be able to do this on a consistent basis? Wow. You know, as much as I like the Jets personnel – I'm going to go Cleveland uh, with the Jim Schwartz hire. And I like the idea of Cleveland playing at home and that stadium, everyone's wearing Brown and getting loud and they've got the, you know, sometimes they've got kind of a weather conditions going on. And when that all happens, I just think, and sometimes that it just seems like it's slick out there. I, I, I'm going to go with the Browns on that, but I wonder if the best team out of this group of four, isn't the number 12 Houston Texans. I mean, They've got the quarterback that's probably playing the best outside of your number nine team. Yeah. And, you know, if their defense can just just play middling football and your quarterback continues to progress and you've got a young head coach that the team's clearly playing hard for and you're in a weak division and the NFC teams you're playing this year, the NFC South, you've got a chance. They just beat an NFC South team. They really needed that win against Atlanta, though. 
uh, Marcus, a week and a half ago. Uh, by the way, to round out this board, we got the Jags at 10, the Ravens at 9. Uh, I think both of these teams could be one and done in the playoffs, or maybe they win one game, but I don't see them as threats. I mean, there's also just a chance that they play each other in like that, you know, 3-6 yeah. matchup, which you would absolutely hate, which I yeah, am kind of rooting for at this point. That you can only exclusively watch on the LinkedIn app. Yeah, something the NFL would do. Yeah, watch the By the Jags. way, we love LinkedIn. It's the yeah. best way to hire people. Uh, let's go to your next uh, list. Nice win for the Jags. Though. We got a division win. Okay. All right, here we go. Top eight, love the Seahawks graphic, love the helmet. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do you like the Seahawks current look or you like this look? Uh, I like the older look. I, I like the one that we have on the screen here. Yeah, uh, they're at number eight. Uh, I, I'm kind of deferring to Marcus here uh, on Seattle. I want to get your thoughts on them in just a second, just to kind of give you the first uh, couple of teams here. Seattle at eight, and then I've got this this really tough group. Buffalo at seven, Detroit at six, Dallas at five. Uh, I would take them over Seattle right now, but let's just start with the Seahawks real quick. You watched that game very, very closely against the Bengals. You wrote about it for the 33rd team. Mm -hmm. You said it was an awkward game. Why do you trust them more than the Jags or the Ravens or the Browns or even the Texans? It was just one of those games where I think the Seahawks had six red zone attempts and they scored seven total points. Um, A lot of miscues, a lot of dumb penalties. They were playing on the road, a one o'clock game, which we know that's historically really hard for a West Coast team. Mm Mm-hmm. I just there's something about this team I really like. They can throw the ball. They can really run it. I like the pass rush better than I have in previous years. I'm not giving up, uh, giving up on them after a, you know playing an uncommon opponent on the road uh, in a weird time slot. I will say this to kind of go against my own rankings here. They've beaten Detroit in Detroit two years in a row now, and yep. I do have Detroit higher. I, but I feel like Detroit's playing as consistent a football as anyone in the NFL right now. And you could make the argument the Lions belong over the Cowboys. I wrestled with this one. So we've got Buffalo at seven, Detroit at six, Dallas at five. I just think, look, if you want to swap Detroit and Dallas, that's one thing. But Buffalo is playing the worst out of these three. Uh, Josh Allen still makes some plays that make you scratch your head. Yes, his mobility is fantastic, but they couldn't score points against a Giants team that frankly has been reeling and they've lost their best defensive players. And that's the thing I was going to say. If you compared Dallas, Detroit, and Buffalo, it used to be that Buffalo was the most talented of all three teams. That's just not the case anymore. You look at their roster after Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, who are their third, fourth, and fifth best players? Like, is it Jordan Poyer, who you mentioned to me earlier? Is it Gregory Rousseau or Ed Oliver? I, I don't know, but you look at Detroit. They're absolutely loaded. The same with Dallas. I'll take both of those teams over Buffalo right now. Um, so with the Cowboys, I thought Dak Prescott played fantastic on Monday night. He he did miss some plays, uh, some reads and a couple touchdown throws potentially, but he also made some big time plays. The the rollout uh, throw to CD Lamb was a dart. The the, the spin out play to to Pollard, they made a big deal of it, but he kind of unnecessarily spun. It wasn't like some. It's not like somebody had him for a sack. But I actually thought he made one of the best throws of his career on the touchdown to Brandon cooks where he was kind of backpedaling. Uh, Mm -hmm. If he doesn't play that way, the Cowboys don't win. And I'm saying that because I've been very hard on Dak. I will say this though. Jared Goff is outplaying almost every quarterback in the NFL right now. And all the love that Dak got for the game last night, where is it for Jared Goff? 
Because Jared Goff's had, he got 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, 105 passer rating. He's completing about 70% of his passes. He did this on the road, which was our complaint about mm-hmm. him last year. Where, where is everybody on him? What's going on? I don't know. I think it's cool, though, that he's really resurrected his career. Heck yeah. Uh, remember when there wasn't a debate who was the best quarterback in the 2016 class? It was Dak for like five years straight. Uh, now it's Dak and Jared Goff again. Two quarterbacks from the 2016 class playing well right now. Right. And if you would still rank Dak over Jared Goff, I don't have a problem with that. I just, you Goff know, is playing better. There's, I, Goff, you can't argue. And he's not getting any credit. Like last night, no. you know, and, and Dak deserved the flowers, as they like to say on Twitter, uh, for his play last night. I want to point out one other thing, though. The Cowboys defense rose up. They yeah. made some big plays. Demarcus Lawrence, as you said, the highest rated edge defender on PFF. Then you got Micah, who made the big play at the end of the game. Uh, I still have Philadelphia over Dallas. Really ugly game against the Jets. Let me just say this about Philly. They played awful and they were still in position to win. If Jalen Hurts doesn't make a harebrained throw there, I, I think they belong behind the uh, Kansas city chiefs still. At like some point though, with Philly, like I'd like to see them play well. Like we just say this every, well, they played awful and they won. Well, they played awful and they lost yeah. a close game. Like when are they going to play a game? Where it's like, Oh, that's the Philadelphia Eagles that we saw last year. Yeah, I will say, you know, if you look at Philly at four, Dallas at five, Detroit at six, Detroit's the one that's actually consistently playing Mm -hmm. the best football of those three. Dallas has had better games in Philadelphia, but they've had worse games too. So it's been peaks and valleys for the Cowboys. The Eagles have been consistently like meh all year. So I'm with you. Kind of ditto Kansas City, although I did think they were in total control Thursday night. They're still having problems on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I. Uh, I've got a couple problems with Kansas City. First of all, when you have the best quarterback in the league, you should be a fun team to watch. And I don't get that <laughs> from the Chiefs at all. Like, honestly, they're one of the least fun teams in the NFL right now. And I, I, I don't really understand why. And maybe it's because this offense is just not very good right now. And they're kind of more of a defensive team. But it sucks when you have the best quarterback in the league and their team is horrendous to watch. Yeah, I think part of it for them is the way in which they're winning, but I will compliment them. Their defense has probably been one of the five most consistent defenses oh, in the league this year. And, and that's why they're here at uh, at number three. That still doesn't look like Taylor Swift there. Uh, okay, I've got the Dolphins at number two. Any any problem here? No, because I don't think you can put them enough above number one, but I definitely think they're better than the Chiefs, so I'm perfectly fine with them at number two. They've got a huge game. This week, they play at Philly. I think if they can win that game, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see them become the Super Bowl favorites because that offense is just absolutely insane. I agree. They they really turned it on against Carolina. And, you know, we talk about golf not getting enough credit. And you were saying, you you know, you've said to me where you would rank Dak. And then we know Hurts didn't play that well. And then you, you called Mahomes the best quarterback in the league. Hey, man, Tua... Maybe Tua has elevated himself past Goff and Dak and maybe even Hurts. He's certainly he's the, getting uh, there. He's the MVP favorite right now Right now on Bet Online. Wow. Maybe it's uh, going to be time for us to redo our like top 12 quarterbacks in the league yeah. uh, podcast. Uh, number one, I've got the 49ers. You talk about top 12 quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I know people are starting to put Brock Purdy in that uh, conversation. Brock Purdy out of this worst game uh, of his career – there was bad plays by him. There were weird plays by him where the ball just literally fell out of his hand when he was tra- 
rearing back to throw. We call that the Quincy Carter. Yeah. And the Browns defense was just absolutely fantastic. I told Marcus, so I think a sign of a good team and a sign of a good player at quarterback is when everything is going wrong. Can you put it together at the end of the game to put yourself in position to win? And I have to say that the 49ers did that as bad as they were. And they just missed the kick. I did not like, I don't like settling for 40 something yard field goals on grass on the road with a rookie kicker. I thought Shanahan could have got him closer. Yeah. Cause it ended up being a 41 yarder, which I mean, for the most part, it's a pretty makeable kick, but I feel like when you get to like 36 yards, like the odds just significantly change in your favor. So I, I agree. I just, there's no reason to panic on San Francisco. They lost a road game. Again, another one of these one o'clock kickoffs on the road against the good defense. We knew they weren't going to go 17 and 0. Like that's just not happening. And if you're going to lose a game, lose one like this where you very easily could have won if the kick is two yards more to the left. Yeah. And you've got a fullback that you use. You're used to dry blocking with this offensive line. I don't think the fear of a holding penalty is there as much. Give it a use check. Let them pile drive for three or four yards and make it an easier kick. That's all I'm saying. But uh, my top eight, and then I'm going to get your final thought here, bro. Uh, Seattle at eight, Buffalo at seven, Detroit at six. And again, you could move the Lions up, but I'm I'm keeping the Cowboys at five based on that defense for sure. Uh, Number four, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City. Again, their defense, why they're at number three, Miami at number two. And I still think the 49ers are the best team in the league. That's my top eight. Your final thought. I'm actually going to turn this around and ask you a question. I'm not telling, asking you to, to pick, you know, pick your highest ranked team here, but after six games, if you had to predict who's going to be in the championship game in the AFC right now, who would you pick? In the AFC, I, I think it's Miami and Kansas City. I do because the Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs just find ways to win. And and I really mean that. It's not just Mahomes finding ways to win or Travis Kelsey having three catches for five yards and three touchdowns. It's the defense. And I trust their coaching staff. And I think after some of what I saw in the league, including last night's game coaching, I still trust Andy Reid and that staff. And then Miami is playing as well as anybody. Miami could win the Super Bowl this year. We could easily see a 49ers-Dolphins uh, Super Bowl, which would be a rematch. That's why I want Miami to have the number one seed in the AFC. Be the number one seed in the AFC. If you have to have Kansas City come to Miami in January, that would be a lot of fun. Ah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, those are the rankings. We're going to do uh, picks tomorrow, but uh, we're going to get out of here for now. If you want more takes on last night's Cowboys-Chargers game, by all means, listen to Locked on Cowboys. I think Landon McCool was at the game. He was. Uh, Marcus's co-host there. Give Landon a follow. Uh, Marcus does the Dynasty podcast, also on uh, the Locked On Network, and covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire. And check out his work at 33rd Team. It's at Marcus underscore Mosher. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We appreciate all you guys and Bet Online and Believe. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the show, Bet Online. How many times can I say that? <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.